Hi guys, my name is Andrew. I am the media production manager for Point of Rental. If you've been at one of our international conferences, you may see me running around with the camera, you know, a big rig going around like that, um, just kind of getting in people's way, I'm sure. Um, and also, you know, any of our other events, but I'm also the guy in charge of making the videos here at Point of Rental. Uh, on this call, also we have Brian. Say hi, Brian. Hello, everyone. He's been with me on all of our uh, filming. So we've gone to different places, different states even, and uh, shot a bunch of stuff. And it's always been me and Brian. So uh, he's got a lot of experience, especially on the content and the question side of things. And also on this call, we have Sean Sebastian. You want to say hi, Sean? Hey, everybody. Um, so Sean is currently in the UK office, but when he was in the US office, he was um, featured in a lot of our sales videos. Um, and so if you do see any of our sales videos, he's probably in them. And as well as that, recently, he's been making his own videos. And so he has a lot of experience in kind of making videos uh, with little equipment um, and kind of by himself. So uh, there's a lot of different kind of knowledge here. So we're looking forward to kind of getting started with this. The videos that we're talking about, uh, there's a whole load of different use cases here. So testimonials can be a really great resource for you guys. So um, maybe you've got a customer that comes regularly uh, that really, you know, you've got a good relationship with that could be a really great person to interview uh, for a testimonial video, also case studies. Uh, maybe you've uh, rented out to a big event or, or a big job site or something. Um, and that could be a really great case study for your business. Uh, but as well as that, even social media kind of videos about your store, kind of showing people around your store, um, that can be really effective. Um, so people know what you rent, what, what everything looks like before they come. Um, and even what can be really cool is tutorials about your equipment. By the way, the, the premise of this is how can you make great videos without fancy equipment, without a big camera crew, uh, without spending lots of money, right? It's how how can you make it with the tools that you have right now? I am gonna talk about some kind of optional uh, extra equipment that you could purchase, um, still at a low cost, uh, but that could take it to the next level. But the general premise about this is how can you do this um, for free? So why video? Why why are we gonna, why we want to use video? Well, there's a few stats here. So social videos generate 1200% more shares uh, than text and images combined. So um, clearly much more effective and also uh, video posts on Facebook have 135% greater organic reach than photo posts. Um, and photo posts have a much greater organic reach than just text only. So um, always kind of much better. Um, video in an email leads to way, way, way higher click-through rates. And also a really important one that uh, Sean brought up in our last webinar is that by 2021, 80% of the world's internet traffic will be video, 80%. That's insane. So um, really hopefully this webinar will help you kind of get started in that so you're not left behind um, because quite clearly everything is switching over to video and that's that's a, a massive market right there. So um, how can you make good videos? Hardware-wise, what we're talking about is like one phone at least. I mean, we might need two, it kind of depends how you want to set it up, but at least one phone, pair of earphones, so just something like what I'm wearing right now, a phone tripod, and then a computer with some kind of video editing software. Um, and in terms of people, you need somebody to take the video, the videographer, and you need somebody to uh, be on the video. And that could actually be the same person um, if you wanted to take a video of yourself. Uh, but we're generally, in this webinar, going to be talking about you filming somebody else. And finally, a location of some kind. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the details there, but you'll need somewhere to shoot. Audio is really important. And maybe, you know, you came to this webinar thinking that we'll be talking about video. And we will. Um, video is going to take up a big section. But I really want to get started with the audio. Audio is, like, what comes first. If we can't get good audio in a video, then the video needs to be rethought through so that we can get good audio, right? For me, personally, nothing ruins a video like bad audio. So, 
Um, to get good audio, we're going to be talking about recording using a second microphone. Um, and maybe that's obvious what that means, maybe it's not. Right now, I'm using a second microphone for this webinar. So instead of using my laptop's microphone, I'm using this um, one built into my earphone. So if I talk nice and close to it, I should get quite loud and remove it away, or if I cover it, you should hear a difference there. Um, so we're going to be talking about how, how we can use that. The idea of using a second microphone is bringing the um, microphone much closer to the subject. Most cameras and all phones, um, uh, when you're recording, do have a microphone built in. But the problem is they can be really, really far away from the person that you're filming. So I just want to show you um, a video example right now uh, that I shot um, a little while back about using uh, a second microphone and not. What I like most about Point of Rental is working in a really encouraging atmosphere, but also being resourced really well to do your job. And as well as that, they give us pizza pretty regularly, so that's pretty great too. What I like most about Point of Rental is working in a really encouraging atmosphere, but also being resourced really well to do your job. And as well as that, they give us pizza pretty regularly, so that's pretty great too. Hopefully you could hear there, uh, the first video had a lot of background noise, um, a little bit of echo, and I wasn't as crystal clear. And in that second video, um, which was the same video actually, just with the microphone turned on and turned off, you could hopefully hear my voice much clearer uh, without all that background noise. Now I'm gonna show a much more extreme example where my back is to a highway. Um, I would not recommend this to anybody, but it's just to kind of show off the idea of using a second microphone. What I like most about Point of Rental is we resource to do so many different things. We have fun at work, it's just incredible. As well as that, they give us pizza all the time too, so I like that as well. What I like the most about Point of Rental is being resourced to do so many different things and be able to have fun at work is just incredible. And as well as that, they give us pizza all the time too, so I like that as well. That's the difference that having a second microphone can make. Uh, especially in that second video, you could hear the wind, you could hear all sorts of cars, and you could barely hear me um, throughout the, the first part of that second video. And in that, I'm using um, a second microphone in the form of just a pair of earphones. What you're looking for is earphones that have this little um, microphone built in. And so you can use that to record good audio. If you want to go up a level, uh, you can use a lapel mic. Now you may have seen people use this on TV, interviews, things like that. Um, and you can buy these lapel mics on Amazon for 10 or $15, maybe $20. This is the Rode um, SmartLav Plus. This was about $60 on Amazon and is, is definitely one of the higher end ones. Um, but it's designed that it can plug into your phone um, you got to look for that extra ring there. So when you do go onto Amazon, if you are wanting to buy one of these, um, make sure that you type like smartphone um, uh, lav mic or lapel mic or something like that. We can use two phones. So one for recording the video and one for recording the audio. Right now I'm on an iPhone with the Voice Memos app open. And so if I plug my earphones into this and I hit record, you can see we have my uh, audio level going up and down. So if I it gets really low, right? And if I talk really loud, it gets really high. So uh, normal speech volume is gonna sit somewhere in the middle there. It's not gonna be too low, not gonna be too high. And this is a perfect use um, of recording with your phone. Now, Androids will have the same thing. I don't know what those apps would be called, but um, you've got plenty of options there. So you can plug it into your phone and use your phone to record your audio, uh, whether that's your earphones or the lapel mic that we were just talking about earlier. Then in terms of attaching it, um, there's some tricks. So the first thing is you want to attach the microphone about a fist below the chin. So it's going to be around where my collar is. I have the earphone cable pushed down my shirt. It's going to be really helpful if you can ask the person you're filming to put the cable down their shirt or if they're wearing a jacket. 
they can put it in their jacket or something like that. And you have to get creative based on what people are wearing. Uh, you might you know, use hairpins or something like that, safety pins or whatever. If you have the lapel mic, um, that's going to make life much easier. It just has a little clip on it uh, that you can just clip onto yourself and there you're ready to go. Um, it's going to be very helpful if the person can put the uh, cable down their shirt. That'll make things a little bit better in terms of the way it looks. So the last few things here, um, think about your noise. You know, you want to be in a location that is quiet. You don't have lots of uh, airplanes going overhead or like cars or people talking around you or people going in and out or dogs barking or anything like that. Uh, you want to record continuously. When you hit record on your audio, you don't want to stop recording until after your final shot is done, you're set, you're good, you're finished, then hit stop. You'll have one long take. Um, so that's going to make it much easier to edit. And we're going to talk about that more on Friday. And finally, you want to clap. Um, you want to have the subject clap their hands together. Um, and that's going to make everything much easier to sync up in post. It's going to allow you to see uh, the audio spike um, on the audio that you recorded and you'll see the people's hands come together on the video and that's going to make things easier to synchronize um, later. So um, Adi, having everything that, that Andrew just, just shared, um, having great audio is going to set you apart from, from most of your competitors, especially from people that aren't doing it. And you can get away with stuff in your videos. You, you, could, you, could, you could have the most like cinematic video, right? Batman, Dark Knight, Inception. But if the audio was terrible, you'd be like, oh, what kind of movie is this? This is this is <laughs> awful, right? But yeah. it, but the reverse isn't true. Like if, if you have fantastic audio, you can get away with your video not being completely cinematic. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Sean. You know, you can have the nicest cameras and you know the coolest gimbals and things like that. But if your audio sucks, it it your video is gonna suck. At Point of Rental, we care about people and our four-legged friends. That's why we're proud to say that no animals are harmed in creating our rental software. You can rest assured that when you use Point of Rental software to manage your business, you're making the world a safer place for animals. How does it make you feel, Rufus? So we're going to move on to video, and I want to go through a couple of language things um, before we get into it, just so you guys are kind of set up, because maybe some of this is a little bit new to you. First of all, A-roll is your actual content. It is the person that you're filming. Uh, if you're filming an interview, it is the the video of the person being interviewed. Uh, it's generally going to be like a steady shot or maybe a little bit of movement, but for what we're talking about, it's going to be a steady shot and it's going to be of the person you're interviewing. Your B-roll is anything that isn't your A-roll. It's things that add to the video. It's things that make the video more interesting, artistic things or contextual things. So if the person is talking about how much they love pizza, it would be a nice little video of some pizza thrown in there to make people think about pizza, right? If you're an events rental company and you rented to a big event, I don't know, a, a concert or something, then it could be some video of that concert taking place. The last thing here is FPS, which is frames per second. So frames per second is how many pictures your camera is taking within a second. So if you're taking, um, most, most times people shoot, it's gonna be 30 frames per second. 30 is pretty normal nowadays. Um, now, if we try and slow down 30 frames per second, then your eye is going to start seeing those individual frames as separate pictures, and it's going to seem quite juddery and quite just, you know, individual pictures. To solve that problem, we can shoot at a higher frames, uh, frame rate, um, a higher FPS, uh, like 60 frames per second. So when we slow that in half, double the length of that clip, then it's gonna be much smoother because we're playing at 30 frames per second. A very important thing to bear in mind, 
A higher frame rate also means a larger file. Okay, that means it's going to take up more storage on your phone. It's going to take longer to transfer into your computer. And actually, if your computer is a little bit old, your computer might have a hard time reading it. So definitely bear those things in mind uh, before you do it. So it's not as simple as let's shoot everything at a thousand frames per second. It's going to be amazing. That is going to fill up your hard drive straight away, right? So um, be a little bit sparing with that. So the first thing we're going to talk about is A roll. And as I said, A roll is. Uh, everything that you're recording of the person being interviewed. And if you are recording using um, one of your phones, then this is going to use the other of the phones. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, you could get away with only using one phone if you bought an, ex an extension cable for your audio jack that could plug all the way into your phone. So you can get away with only using one uh, if you want, but we'll, we'll use the example of using two. You want your phone to be on a tripod. That's going to be a really simple way to keep your phone steady um, instead of somebody holding it and the phone kind of moving, uh, which can be really annoying. The next thing that we need to think through is the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds is dividing your phone screen into thirds, and we're talking about vertical thirds um, right now, and you're wanting to place the person that you're interviewing on one of those two thirds. Now, a lot of phones, you can actually turn on those in the settings. You can turn on the the third and the lines. And as well as that, you want the person, the subject being filmed to be looking across the camera. So across the shot. The next thing is if we are doing an interview or a case study, have the interviewee look at the interviewer, not the camera. Okay. Now, if you are doing a video that's you talking to a camera because you want to talk to the people watching, then great, look at the camera. But for interviews, you want your audience to feel like spectators at the interview. You want them to feel like they are watching something unfold in front of them. They're watching a conversation happen because when people look at the camera, they feel like they're being talked directly to. Uh, the next thing um, is you're looking for an interesting but not too busy background. So the picture here I have is very busy. There's lots of colors and there's lots of people. That's quite a busy background. Uh, those people are going to get up and move around and things like that. And you want to keep your background um, interesting but not too busy. This is why I'm shooting here, which is not my own home. This is my in-laws home, but I have a much more interesting background uh, than my house. Um, hopefully this is obvious, but you need to be shooting landscape. That is because TVs and computer screens are not this way, they're this way. Um, so generally speaking, I, you know, short social media videos, sure. If it's going to just be posted on Facebook um, and it's just a little video of you going, hi, how's it going? then do horizontal if you want. But if you're doing a professional video, you've got to be shooting landscape. Can you quickly mention why you should not have different landscape and then portrait from oh, A-roll to yes. B-roll? So if you're shooting your A-roll in landscape um, and then you start shooting B-roll in portrait mode, then you're, when you come to edit it, you're going to have big black bars on the side of your um, B-roll or you're going to have to zoom your B-roll in to an obnoxious level that it's just going to be, uh, it's going to look horrible and you're not going to get the stuff that you wanted actually in the shot because it's going to be lost up or, or below or whatever like that. Um, it's just, yeah. Good I made that anybody. mistake before, guys. Don't make my <laughs> mistake. Okay, listen to Andrew. <laughs> um, the next thing is shooting level. So you want to be shooting at the person's eye line because when you talk to people, you're looking into their eyes. You're not looking up their nose, right? And you're not looking down from above. So um, right now, actually, my laptop is sat on a box to bring, it, bring the camera up to my eye line. Um, and that's going to make it much nicer than if you're looking up at me or looking down at me. If you absolutely have to, I would always recommend shooting above down rather than below up, but really try and avoid that. Try and go at people's eye lines. 
The next thing that's important is even lighting. Uh, one really key thing to avoid here is called the moon effect. And that's when the lighting is coming from above and turning your eye sockets just into dark shadows, dark um, holes in your head, if you will. Um, and noon effect, because you know, sun's directly above you, right? Um, and that's why photographers like to go out first thing in the morning or, or, or in late evening, because the sun is at a much better angle. To solve the noon effect issue without buying lots of expensive lights, um, if you're in a building which has lights above, which most do, simply take a few steps back from the light above, and that's gonna help um, illuminate your face much more evenly. Never ever film directly underneath a light, it will look terrible. And finally, uh, your phone settings are gonna be not too crazy on this one, pretty basic. Uh, want you filming at, at least 1080p, which if you're not familiar, that just means full HD and 30 frames per second. Um, if you wanna shoot at 4K, 60 frames a second, go for it, but that's gonna make your file sizes much bigger, and that's just something to think through. Um, now, if you do want to shoot at 4K, just something important, um, that can really help because if you shoot at 4K, that allows you to, in post-production, zoom in a little bit and re-angle your shot a little bit um, to get it exactly how you want. As I mentioned earlier, B-roll is just anything that isn't your A-roll. It's anything that isn't of the person being interviewed during the interview uh, itself. So uh, that can be stylistic things, things that are relating to exactly what the person's saying or stuff to do with their business, their company, kind of just showing contextual things. But also it is perfectly possible and perfectly good to do a video that is 100% just B-roll. Uh, you could do B-roll with a voiceover, you could do B-roll with just some music behind. Uh, you know, for example, if you wanna show off your store, you just wanna do a cool video, some B-roll, then go for it. You know, get some cool B-roll and I'll tell you how to do that. Um, and put some music behind it and you'll you'll be great. A few tips in here though. So first things first, shoot after you've shot all the A-roll. So after your interview is done, that's the time to be shooting B-roll because in your interview, you're gonna be thinking through um, the people's questions, the people's answers, sorry. So if they're talking about renting out um, heavy equipment, heavy machinery, then you'll know, okay, so when I go to get my B-roll, I need to go get some B-roll of some heavy equipment. Scope out the place. If you're not shooting at your own place, if you've never been there before, it's important to have a walk around and get to know where you are. I, I do that pretty much everywhere um, that we go. Um, maybe this is super obvious, hopefully this is, but videos, not pictures. Uh, videos are always gonna be better than pictures. Pictures are always gonna be better than nothing. But um, definitely we're talking about videos here, just if that had to be reiterated. The next point on here is to record for longer. Uh, record for longer than you than you have to. So. Um, when you're shooting, the very beginning of the shot, you're gonna hit record, the phone's gonna move a little bit, then you're gonna move uh, or, or stay still or whatever, then you're gonna hit stop and then the phone's gonna move a little bit. So make sure that you're recording for a little bit longer than you think you need to. Um, I recommend you know, getting a good 15, 20 seconds um, of a shot. Um, it's gonna, that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but it is a lot of time, um, to make sure that you have some good steady shot in the middle there. That's gonna really help you. And the next two things are about kind of how to shoot your B-roll. And um, the easiest way to get good B-roll is holding your phone with your thumb and forefinger in, in both corners, have your elbows out to the side, a little bit away from your body, and you can just hold it still really easily, pulling, giving a bit of tension on each, uh, from each hand, and you can hold the phone nice and still, real easy. And that's gonna give you some really great video B-roll right there. If you wanna buy fancy tripods, go for it. But this way, you can hold your phone. Um, now, if you do wanna um, add some movement, then that's great too. A good option is to do the kind of the pan. So I'm gonna hold it in the same way as I did, 
and all I'm going to do is twist my hips a little bit and that's going to give me a nice steady pan. All right, I'm not moving my feet, I'm not walking around, I'm not doing anything crazy, um, but I'm just going to twist my hips. Another option is to spread your legs out, bring your elbows out and do a slide shot. You can still get some steady motion um, with that kind of movement. I would definitely not recommend walking um, with your phone. Um, I also want to show you a phone gimbal, all right? What a phone gimbal does is it has these three motors, one, two, and three, so that when you move your phone, it's going to keep it nice and still. Now, if you did want to do uh, moving shots where you're walking, this is what I would recommend, something like this. There are all sorts online. This is the, the DJI Osmo Mobile 3. Um, it's very good, very easy to use, um, and would definitely be my recommendation for somebody who's just starting out. I say that to lead up to my next point, which is kind of what B-roll should you be getting? What, um, what's good B-roll? So there's a few different options. So you can have uh, some really specific close-up stuff where you're filming a very specific thing uh, that the person's talking about. Then you can have some wider angle general stuff. Um, you know, let's say you're filming sites uh, where you're renting to. Um, they give a bit more context to the, the bigger picture. And then you can have some super wide angle establishing shots. Um, I usually use those shots personally to show where we are. So, uh, for example, if we're shooting in Dallas, which I'll show you in a second, um, I had a, an establishing shot with the big um, reunion tower um, out here in Dallas. And then finally, um, company-specific shots, as I've kind of called them, which is where you're using B-roll to show the person's logos and kind of what company you're working with um, instead of just putting a graphic on the screen of their logo. And yeah, so that's all my points on video uh, for right now. Um, did you guys have anything that maybe I missed? Well, I wanted to add that for uh, practicality purposes, uh, what your B-roll is for, because it's also sometimes can be used to cover up some of your uh, yes. cuts as well, that's right? A that's a great point. That is a great yeah. point. Yeah, so when, when you're filming, especially if you only have one camera, um, often I shoot with two cameras, so I'm able to cut in between. But people make mistakes, so you have to be be really um, thinking through that. So yeah, Brian's completely right. I very regularly use B-roll to cover up people's mistakes. I join two sentences together and put a piece of B-roll over the top, and nobody ever knows. Want to help us change the world? Point the Way is Point of Rentals' employee-led community giving program. We provide volunteer opportunities as a team to help improve our communities throughout the world. If you're a pointer. You can find out more about how we're helping this quarter, suggest ideas for the future, and connect with us on our internal Point the Way Workplace page. If you're not, you can still see what we're doing by following us on social media. We're in the business of making better lives. Okay, so now we're going to be moving on to the content because while we, you know, we can get the best audio and the best video and it looks amazing, if we have crap content, it's not worth watching. And it's gonna be really important that we do get good content um, for this. And this is, this is something we really need to prepare for. So um, here's just some tips on getting really good content. So the first thing, ask open-ended questions. Um, so Sean, why do you like renting from us? Oh, I love the customer service and they're just so easy to work with. And oh, you gotta to talk to Bob, Bob's the best. There you go. So an open-ended question, it leads to a nice sentence. People generally kind of take the question in their own direction and. Uh, start saying more things and it can often take the conversation uh, into places that you never even imagined and can spark up new questions. Encourage the interviewee to answer in complete sentences. Um, so what that means is Sean just offered an example of why do you like renting from us? And he started with, oh, it's the great customer service, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, that's not a complete sentence. A complete Sorry, sentence Andrew. would have been, I know, it's all good. Didn't <laughs> practice for this. A complete sentence would have been, my favorite thing about renting from you guys is the great customer service and blah, blah, blah. It's very important for that. The reason is everybody who's watching your video won't know the questions. They won't know what you as the interviewer are saying, unless you put it up on the screen, which is always an option. But um, for the videos that I make at least, uh, I like to have the person that I'm interviewing answering complete sentences. So Sean, what is your favorite thing about renting from us? Oh my gosh, my favorite thing is the customer service and uh, Bob has the best sense of humor of any person that I've ever talked to in my life. He's just amazing. There you go. Yep. So we have a full sentence that when people are watching the video, they'll actually understand what the person is talking about. That leads us into some good questions. So uh, Brian actually helped me write out these questions. Um, so these are good questions that might apply to you guys if you are doing an interview. So what's your name, what company you're with, and how long have you been a customer here? Um, that can be really great to get some context. What issues we're having that led you here? Uh, what have we helped to solve those issues? What value have we brought your company? Uh, what led you to choose us versus another rental business? Um, how are your interactions with your staff? That can be a really great one as well. Uh, and finally, what would you say to someone that needs uh, to rent whatever piece of equipment you're renting or, or, or for a party rental or whatever like that? Um, and these questions can really lead a good interview. Um, and, and hopefully they open up for more answers and more ideas that you can come up with during the interview. But it's very important to be pre prepared with a good list of questions. Now don't go overboard. You don't want to waste people's time. Uh, so definitely, definitely have a good number, but not too many questions prepared. And ends with a, a call to action, a message saying, you know, I would really recommend uh, renting from you guys or, or something like that. Get creative and, and do that. And yeah. So the next point is don't talk or make noise while the subject is talking. Okay, so if I'm interviewing Sean here and he's giving a great answer, I say, oh yeah, Sean, that's, that's a really great point. Well, I've just ruined that shot because all of a sudden there's this random noise, this random person talking. Um, we definitely want to avoid that at all costs. And it is important to still active listen, but it's going to be nodding heads, smiles, silent laughs. Um, which sounds awkward, but it, it's, it's okay. Make sure that they know that's going to happen before the interview starts because it's, it's going to be a little bit weird because people are used to hearing verbal feedback. And finally, listen to their answers and take notes for potential B-roll for later. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you've got to be thinking through your B-roll shots. So uh, listen, listen to their answers and just, you know, if you have a pen and paper, write down some ideas for B-roll or just be thinking, thinking through those things. So be attentive. Uh, definitely, definitely don't zone out. That, that, that could be really bad. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, almost 100% of the people that you're going to be shooting are, are not professional actors. I've, in my however many years of doing this, I've only shot one professional actor, which was from the UK office who had a, a past acting career, which um, came up in the interview. So that was an accident. But generally speaking, you're not going to be shooting professional actors. Um, and that's something to bear in mind. The first thing on here is let them prepare. You know, people love to be prepared. People don't like to be just asked questions out of nowhere. Uh, that can really freak people out. So let them prepare. Let them kind of write down their answers. Don't let them read from their answers, you know, in the interview. Make sure it's natural, but let them be prepared. Uh, control the environment. This can be really helpful to do the location stuff. Kick people out that don't have to be there. Really try and limit the number of people that are in that room because the less people, the less embarrassed the person is going to be, the less awkward they're going to feel. Uh, the next point, keep the room cool. If you can, keep the temperature really comfortable, you know, a little bit cool. Uh, that's going to let people kind of be comfortable uh, and not get kind of hot and sweaty as they get a little bit anxious. 
get everything ready in advance. You know, get your cameras set up, figure out where the best lighting is going to be, figure out exactly where you want them to sit beforehand. Uh, get everything ready in advance because then they can just sit down, film, and get out. You want them to have a really good experience because that's the only way they're going to do this again. Uh, have some water ready. That, that can be great. Just a simple bottle of water. That's going to show them that you care and that's going to allow them to actually have something when they're talking. Um, schedule extra time. Things run over. They just do. Uh, you know, it's much better to say, hey, look, we finished early. Now I can let you get back to your job. Then can I, can I have another 10 minutes? Remind them that you're going to edit out the bad bits. Don't worry if you make a mistake. It's not a problem. We're just going to redo that question again. No big deal. It's absolutely fine. Keep it light. Keep it relaxed. Keep it conversational. You want these people to feel as comfortable as they can. Um, and that's, that's going to really help you get a really good interview. And the next thing, have the subject smile and take a deep breath before they start talking. Uh, the worst thing when you're editing, which I'll talk about on Friday, but is, is when you start a clip of you know, a really great, great bit of talking, but they just look deadpan and sad at the very beginning. Um, have them smile as they go into it. It feels much more conversational, much more relaxed and just happier. Um, a really good tip that I learned the hard way, if their response feels too long, it probably is. If you're bored listening to their response, it's too long. All you need to do is ask them that same question again. Say, hey, can we just do that question one more time? Um, just want to get it a little bit shorter. I can tell you they will make it shorter because they cut out all of the stuff that is unnecessary and they will naturally condense it. Do it until you get it right. You know, you can do so much in post, that's great. But if you don't get the right content, you can't, you can't make sentences appear that didn't already uh, happen, right? So keep going until you get it right. Uh, go through it a couple of times and make sure that you have everything that you need. Number six, destroy doubt. These people, generally speaking, um, unless you have somebody like Sean or, or some of the people that I've interviewed, um, most people are going to be a little bit camera shy. They're, they're going to say, oh, you know, I, I don't like my voice or I don't like the way I look or whatever. Be very um, encouraging and confident in them. They're going to play off your confidence. Um, so uh, do your best to destroy any doubt and, and just keep it, once again, light and conversational. And finally, circle back around. As you go through an interview, hopefully you'll notice that the people get more relaxed, get a little bit happier, kind of sit back, just kind of take it easier, maybe become a little bit more energetic and happy and things like that. Um, and so when you come to edit, you'll notice that your first few questions were very robotic. So I would definitely recommend um, to when you get to the end, say, oh, hey, can we just do those first two questions again, please? And go back to the very beginning. And then you're going to have a much more energetic person to start off your video with. And that is what you want. You want the person to be um, happy and energetic going into a video. That's going to really capture your audience much better than somebody who seems quite robotic. And so in conclusion, we've talked about using a second microphone to get the best audio. You know, getting the microphone as close to the person as you can. Put it you know, about a fist below their chin. Finding a good location, uh, something that looks good, something that sounds good. You know, there aren't people running in and out. Something that you can get decent lighting. Um, and just thinking that kind of thing through, thinking through your camera angles, making sure that it's level, that you have good lighting, like I said. Getting some good B-roll, thinking through that people's answers and, and using B-roll. Uh, asking good questions. Be prepared in advance um, to have those good questions. Uh, keep it short and simple. You definitely don't want to be wasting people's time. And finally, make sure the subject is comfortable. So that's it. Does anybody have any questions? Or Brian and Sean, did you guys have anything that you'd want to add? I had a question, Andrew. Hey, um, go ahead. For for those in our audience that are not using video, or even some of them that, that are using video, um, I, I could understand how they might view it from the perspective that, oh man, that's just one more thing I got to do. Mm -hmm. I got 
I'm working 60 hours a week right now. I'm doing all these other things. I'm managing all these people. How am I going to do this as well? So I'm, I'm wondering about your thoughts on reusing content. So oh, like maybe yeah. like reusing B-roll, like creating, even if you create like 12 videos a year, like what, what yeah. are your thoughts about that? There's something that you can reuse. You know, so many times people make a video um, just once and they think, okay, I'm done. Never can use this video again. That's so, that's so wrong. Odds are a lot of your, your viewing might not see that one video that you posted six months ago. Go ahead and post it again. As long as it doesn't have uh, time-sensitive stuff in it. Um, also, you can reuse content on different platforms. So just because oh, you yeah. did one thing on Instagram, do, do it on Facebook too. What if, you, um, what if you just scraped the audio and you started your own events podcast about how, to do, how, how do you do a great event? Or, you know, like you, there's so much you can do with one piece of video that, that it's, it's almost endless. Uh, and you could even like chop up little bits from one interview of some, uh, one of your raving fans, put a little bit on TikTok, put a little bit on Instagram. You know, there's, there's tons of stuff that you can do. Definitely, you know, reusing content, reusing B-roll. Here's one of the best things I did since joining Point Rental two years ago. I started making a B-roll library. I would definitely recommend uh, reusing content is absolutely fine. So uh, Lauren Jewell, since video meetings are so common nowadays, is there a preferred method for webcam video lighting, uh, setting in front of a window or natural lighting or in front of lamps inside? So great question, Lauren. Um, my, um, my answer to that would be use what you have. There's a few different options there. If you have a window that you're going to be kind of um, in front of, definitely make sure that the window isn't behind you because then you'll just be in shadow. Uh, that happens far too often. Um, so I definitely recommend make sure that you're, you are, um, the window is in front of you coming down if you are using natural light. If you're using um, lights in your room, make sure that you have at least some lighting in front of you coming towards you around your eye level. So if you have a lamp at home, all I did was I took an old lamp, took the top of the lamp off, throw it on my desk. And now I've got a little light right there for when I'm doing um, video calls and stuff like that, ready to go. Yeah, I can say one more thing real quick. You were mentioning with shooting B-roll and how I mentioned kind of just wanted to make sure that you're covered. Kind of think ahead when you're doing your capture just to make sure that you'll have what you need in editing because going back to get what you need in capture is usually not possible. Yeah. So yeah. just always err on the side of getting too much. That's 100% true. I totally agree. Something that I forgot to mention, um, shooting A-roll. Uh, if you do shoot in 4K with your A-roll, uh, there's a cool thing you can do, um, which you can ha then have kind of two camera angles. You can have a wide angle, and then you can zoom in and have a closer up angle, and that can help you do cuts if you want to. Um, and once again, we can talk more about cuts on Friday, but that can be a way that you can have kind of two angles from one camera. That's something that might help. But yeah, cool. Uh, I think we covered a whole load of content here. It has been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you, Brian and Sean, for joining in. See you guys. Later, everybody.